Hey, podcast listeners. Thanks so much for downloading this week's listener favorite episode from the archives. Just a reminder that I want to know what you think about the podcast. Please take a few minutes now to share your thoughts in a short Women on the Rise listener survey at laradolch.com slash podcast survey. Podcast survey is all one word. Send your survey feedback by Tuesday, December 18th, and I'll enter you into a drawing for a $50 Amazon gift card. That URL again is laradolch.com slash podcast survey. Thank you and enjoy this week's episode. This episode is supported by Bounty Kitchen, one of my absolute favorite Seattle restaurants. Bounty Kitchen is no joke, an extension of my own kitchen, except that there's so much fresh, local, organic, and tasty stuff on the menu there that it takes me forever to decide what I want. The good news is that you literally can't go wrong. Check out greens, beans, and grains dishes like the braised beef bowl, or dive into the vegan and dairy-free Marrakesh market bowl, or try one of my personal favorites for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, the pot liquor bowl. There are also soups, salads, sandwiches, scrambles, and of course, toast, all infused with the deep love and commitment of founder and co-owner and my friend Meg Trainer and her team. Visit Bounty Kitchen at 7 Boston Street in Seattle's Queen Anne neighborhood and check out my interview with Meg from last season of the podcast to learn more about her personal health journey and the inspiration behind Bounty Kitchen. Hey, podcast listeners. Before we get into this week's episode, I wanted to officially introduce myself. I'm Lara Dolch, and I'm obviously the host of this podcast. I'm also a personal development and lifestyle coach. I work with women on the rise who want more from their work, life, and body. I'm best known for helping women executives and business owners recapture their vibrant health, energy, and personal power after 5, 10, 15 years of putting everything and everyone on their list but themselves. If that sounds familiar, you may, like them, feel tired, lazy, frazzled, lacking in confidence, and you might also be over it. I work individually with women like you who need to prioritize feeling good so they can get that more they want out of career and life. I help them overcome their personal obstacles to eating better, exercising more, and managing time and stress. Then we create a full plan, I call it the Vibrant Health Playbook, for working towards a big personal goal. If that sounds like something you could use, I invite you to visit laradolch.com slash Vibrant Health Playbook to learn more about my eight-week total health and wellness program for women. I only have six spots open in Vibrant Health Playbook right now, and once they're full, I won't have openings again until after the first of the year. And consider this, if you get started in the program now, you'll have built the foundation for a sane and enjoyable holiday season by Thanksgiving. Imagine feeling in control of your food choices during the holidays, able to indulge a little and then get right back to healthy choices instead of just giving up because you had one too many cookies. Imagine feeling centered and calm in the middle of the holiday chaos because you've mastered tools to help you manage stress and enforce your personal boundaries. It's possible and a lot easier than you might think when you have the right guide. I'll show you how to do it all in Vibrant Health Playbook. Check out laradolch.com slash Vibrant Health Playbook if you're interested in learning more and to schedule your no commitment discovery call with me to find out if Vibrant Health Playbook is right for you. Now onto this week's episode. You can't play with your health. You can't gamble with it. You know, if you don't feel good, go see the doctor. If you need a nap, take a nap. You know, if you if you're not eating right, eat better. <laughs> you know, like I'm I'm working on uh, not being a jerk to my future self. 
Welcome to Women on the Rise. I'm your host, Laura Dolch, and each week I talk to thriving women about the practical self-care strategies they use to fuel their success and pursue what's most important to them in their careers and lives. We get real about topics like healthy eating, exercise, sleep, stress, time management, happiness, and productivity, while busting myths about work-life balance and being perfect along the way. My goal each week is to uncover a new insight or practical strategy that you can immediately apply to your life to recapture your momentum, mind, body, and soul. Today, I'm talking to Keita Williams, founder and chief strategist of Success Bully, an elite accountability practice for visionaries who need a professional butt kicking to create momentum in their personal and professional lives. Keita graciously agreed to get real about a recent and pretty major health scare that forced her to recalibrate what really matters in business and life. We also talked about what Keita views as her biggest professional failure and how she got back on track by plugging into a community of women, how Keita moved past self-doubt to finally launch her own business, how slowing down in her business after her health scare resulted in stronger revenue and new opportunities, and the difference between being impactful versus busy in business and why you need to understand it to be successful. Enjoy the interview. Why don't we start with actually a little bit of background on your career? You know, we were chit-chatting before we started recording about that. And I, I think it's important for my listeners to understand sort of where my guests are coming from professionally. So do you mind sharing just a little bit about your story? Oh, yeah. So um, I am a classically trained PR professional, I guess. <laughs> I love that. Classically trained. Classically trained. <laughs> and so I, I launched my PR career and all that that meant in New York in a very competitive uh, agency life. And uh, twists and turns, I initially started in music and fashion and then stumbled upon tech, which tech ended up being uh, the gift that's kept on giving for me and that it's taken me so many different places. And I've had an opportunity to work on really cool brands and try new partnerships and all this interesting stuff. So I stayed in New York 11 years doing some variation of that and got recruited out to Seattle to work on the Windows 10 launch and like made this big move and you know left all my friends and this community that I built to move across country thinking like, now it's time for another adventure. Yay. (laughs) I'm ready. Like New York lifestyle is not sustainable. You know, I'm in my mid thirties. I should adult. Oh, I hear you. I hear you having lived there for 13 years. Yeah, I get it. At some point you're like, wait, is this the real world? Like, I don't want to be 60 on the subway. You know, (laughs) no, (laughs) no. So I set off on this adventure in Seattle. And, you know, a give up my rent stabilized apartment. This is an important part. Wow. That's a big deal. Yeah, I was committed. And a year later, I end up back in the job market. So like budget shifted and, and like, you know, one of those, well, hey, I like packed up my whole life to take this on. And now what? And surprisingly, like in New York, there's a PR agency every two blocks. So like, I literally got, I was on the Sony account back in the day. They cut budgets. My whole team was let go. Before I walked out of the door, I had another job offer. Like so specialized in what I was doing. And I like struggled to get back on track. Like I want to say unemployed, underemployed for like almost a year and a half. Like this was probably my biggest professional failure. You know, I think like personal failures, you can kind of, you can sweep under the rug, but I felt like it was very public and very, um, you know, because it's not a matter of skill at this point. I had been doing this over a decade. It wasn't a matter of experience or skill set. 
and like really got beat up in the job market, which kind of brought me to how I accidentally started my business. Like I had this really crappy year and I had these friends that had this really crappy year. It was it 2016 was our crappy year. And so we all, um, we're kind of recapping the year and I decided that we were not having the same conversations in 2017. So I started putting us all on action plans. Like, okay, so what are we going to get accomplished? Let's break this down into steps. Next time I talk to you, we're going to check in on this and um, kind of mention what I'm doing for my friends at the first F-bomb breakfast club as a joke. I totally say this as a joke, uh, which was like, you know, I'm trying to introduce myself and I have no idea what's going on in my life. And, um, and just really quickly, for those who don't know what F-Bomb Breakfast Club is, can you just quickly explain oh, that? Yeah. The F-Bomb Breakfast Club is for female founders. We meet the first fucking Friday of the month. I didn't ask you if it was okay to curse. It's all okay. good. I want to beep if it's not These okay. Are, no, it's totally good. There's an explicit rating on podcast for a reason. Yeah. See, there we go. So we meet the first fucking Friday of the month. And it, it's for female founders so that we can have a sense of community. We've been doing a lot of work around scaling and growing and working as a team to do that. And so um, F-Bomb started in January 2017 and has gone on to be this vibrant community of, I want to say, close to 2,000 women on Facebook. And every first Friday of the month, we average between 150 to 200 women at breakfast. Uh, we've added some additional programming for those who aren't early birds. So. Like me. <laughs> like, you know, I, I'm, a, a, I'm a dynamic <laughs> riser, but I crash and burn. You all don't see me crash and burn at 3 p.m. <laughs> that's, what, that's the behind the scenes. You don't see that. Um, and so like this, I was plugged into this community of entrepreneurs that were like incredibly supportive of me launching and, and, and getting out of the gate. Um, I feel like when I look back over my Google Drive and my journaling, I've written about success bully in various packages and wrappers and just never pulled the trigger on it for whatever uh, self-doubt or fear, you know, what, what, whatever delightfully sure. human reason I had not to do it. And, you know, getting it out of the gate and actually, you know, I feel like entrepreneurship has taught me so much about myself and what I'm made of. And the opportunity to actually help people in a unique way has been so, so wonderful for me. It gives me so much uh, a, a sense of purpose and value that I don't think I've had before. When one of my clients is like shutting down their action plan and really like lighting it up when it comes to their goals, I get like a, almost like an adrenaline rush. Uh, I, I've never gotten that from a press release, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I've never gotten that for securing a piece of coverage in, in the New York Times. I've definitely, you know, when, when we've finished up and we've, we've gotten through the 90-day sprint, I'm excited for my clients. And I, and I think that that's, that's amazing to have that kind of joy from something. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I think the whole concept of accountability, especially when it comes to entrepreneurship, one of the things I've learned, you're just talking about how entrepreneurship has taught you so much. One of the things that I've learned is that there's this balance between pushing forward and that accountability and those sprints and also like hanging back and allowing. Does that resonate with you? Is that something that that has come up for you personally and with your clients? Yeah, I think like with my clients, um, the one thing, like before we start a sprint, we actually do a goal setting exercise. So we go through and say, okay, what is it you're trying to accomplish? And we try to get as specific as possible and make it a smart goal. And then we think about what all it takes to get that done. Like, what are all the moving parts? 
Now let's compare that to what's going on in your real life. Like, you know, you have your obligations, you have to live, you like, how are you managing your time? And uh, recently I had a client that just finished up who in the middle of our sprint had a collapsed lung. Oh, wow. Oh my gosh. And so we recalibrated based on life change. Like that's a major life change, right? And so a lot of our action plan was, I want you to spend time resting. Here are some things you can do while you're sitting on the couch with your feet up. Let's focus on the things that don't require a lot of physical energy and recalibrate from there. So like, as it pertains to my clients, we're in contact around like what's going on in life and how do, you know, you keep the ball moving forward, especially, you know, life throws you curveballs, whether it's your own health or the health of a family member, whether, you know, your dog dying, like the, all of those things play into how you, how you show up and how you complete things. So I try to keep that level of flexibility and calibration with my clients. And we, we try to make up for that. Like if you're feeling stronger this week, let's spend a little more time on these things. If you are, you know, health wise, you're not feeling your best. What can you do when you have your feet up, like literally, what can you get done? You can send out an e-newsletter if you're sitting on the couch. <laughs> I do it all the sure. time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, and you know, it's funny when we reconnected, you you did talk a little bit about some challenges that you'd had personally around that as far as health. And can you talk a little bit about, well, let me ask you this. How, how do you define wellness for yourself at this point? Oh, well, like for me, um, and this has always been the case, I think where I get wavy gravy is that I, I don't take my foot off the gas, right? So um, I always save time for me. So I start my day with a workout, whatever that looks like, whether it's walking or spin class or whatever it is, uh, med- prayer and meditation and just kind of getting centered. So I always have like 90 minutes to an hour before I do anything that's just for me. And then um, at peak performance, I try to save 24 hours every week to do whatever the hell I want. I love that. (laughs) And it is whatever the hell I want by myself. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be 24 consecutive hours. It could be kind of spread out throughout the week. But I do find that um, between kind of like, all the moving parts of my business, that a lot of it is involving other people. And for me to rejuvenate and to kind of get back to center where I can be of good use and be of service to others, I have to have that time for myself. And so like, I'm very intentional about that piece where I got it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) As we all do at some point. You know, in addition to being a professional butt kicker and all that that's happening, I also have a very demanding full-time corporate career. And so I was kind of burning the midnight oil on both of those where I had like these really big projects for for my full-time position and then, you know, was still kind of trying to take it all on in my business as well. And so um, I did a recent trip to China for product planning and it was 30 plus hours of flight time in five days. The whole time we were there, we were raining, so I couldn't do my morning process. And like, I got back and I just felt tired. I felt like um, it was, I felt like I had this really weird jet lag. Maybe I was coming down with something. And, you know, like I, I pushed through that. I did a speaking engagement. I, you know, 
still cranking to get the podcast out in a timely fashion. And then I want to say by the following Thursday, I was like, I feel terrible and I can't catch my breath. Oh no. And like, I mentioned this to my younger sister who lives three blocks away from me, who literally came over to steal food out of my refrigerator. (laughs) Like she comes over in her pajamas with her little bag and she's packing food. And she's like, you look terrible. And I'm like, yeah, I'm really tired and I'm having trouble just like, I just feel winded. And I'm so thankful for my younger sister who was like, "Mm, that doesn't sound right. We're going to the ER. Like you have to go. If you cannot breathe right now, we're going to the ER. We're not. I was like, oh, I'll go tomorrow if I don't feel good. And um, she enticed me out with cocktails. (laughs) How about we go to urgent care real quick? No big deal. You know, if there's nothing wrong with you, we'll have a good laugh and I'll take you out for drinks. And I was like, I'm putting my coat on. That's a good sister. Again, best sister ever. And of course, it it turned out to be a little more than that. So I developed blood clots um, from all the the travel uh, that consequently moved into my lungs. And so I immediately had to press pause. Number one, you know, that's pretty serious. That's scary stuff. (laughs) Scary stuff. And then number two, like physically, I just did not have the energy where like... um, the best way that my doctor sub- described it, I was like, yes, I, I came in with my, uh, my PowerPoint of what I wanted to accomplish after getting diagnosed. <laughs> and I'm like, I need this, this, can I go on B12? How do I change my diet? What do I need to do? And uh, every answer to my question was, you've had a traumatic experience. You have blood clots in your lungs. You're just going to have to wait this out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and so like um, being on blood thinners, you know, I went from being able to stay up all night working on stuff to like 930 bedtime, you know, <laughs> like yeah. there's just not enough hours in the day or um, I am back to work, but I'm not back to like firing all on six cylinders and I'm giving myself, I'm okay with being okay. And I have to time protect a little better and set boundaries like, uh, yeah, so I don't feel like it. And that's okay. (laughs) It's okay. And like being transparent with people, like, you know, I get a lot of inbound requests about, oh, let's meet. I want to pick your brain. Let's have coffee. Let's do this. I can accommodate a phone call because like running from one end of town to the other, that takes energy that I don't have right now. And so uh, just being okay with that and even um, having to press pause on the podcast, like, it it was really hard to record when you're short on breath. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you know how much goes into a podcast. It's not just like sit down and, and no be joke. Awesome, right. Yeah. It's like, how do you man you you're chasing down guests, you're doing all the writing, you're doing all the promotion, you're pulling the timestamps, you're it's um it's a, a heavy lift, um, a rewarding lift, but like when, you know, one day I can stay up till 11 and then the next day I got to go to bed at 8.30, it's harder for me to kind of uh, manage my time that way. But the blessing in all of this is the recalibration part where it's like focusing on the things that drive revenue, right? And knowing, okay, this is, this is the way I make money. Let me put my energy right there. <laughs> Yeah, that's a, oddly, that's a difficult lesson for some business owners to learn. I don't know why. I've had to learn it myself. 
All right, like, what? We, Focus on revenue generating activities? Like, what? Like, because I'm like, <laughs> I want to do the flashy stuff, right? Totally, totally. Hi there, it's Lara here. Want to take a quick break from the interview to tell you about a new online workshop I'm hosting on Wednesday, December 12th. It's called Dream Big and Get Real, how to create a plan for your work, life, or health you can actually stick to. And it's totally free. My gift to you to help you figure out what you want in 2019 and come up with a few realistic and simple steps you can take now to begin moving towards your big dream. Visit laradolch.com slash workshops to save your spot in this and upcoming workshops. That's laradolch.com slash workshops. I'll see you there. Well, I, I was I was going to ask you actually just listening to you talk about some of these changes that you've you know sort of been forced to make. Do you feel like that will inform how you do things going forward, even when you're feeling at a hundred percent? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> talk to me about Absolutely. that. Absolutely, I have had the strongest quarter. Um, well, I will be wrapping up this quarter stronger. Uh, from a revenue standpoint, because that's the only thing I focused on. Yeah. Because like there was revenue generating activity I could do from bed. And like, I never dropped a client. I have projects in the works because I think the energy that I did have was going towards those things that, that help with the health of my business. Mm -hmm. I also think that you were just mentioning this about like leaning back and letting it happen. Uh, there have been like these magical moments that like I've been available for or um, I've been able to accommodate the inbound request because I haven't been like spinning in my own little hamster wheel of ketoness. Because uh, <laughs> like I'm the only one that sets these ambitious goals. No one else is setting them for me. You know, like I'm the driver. And so like because I've kind of focused on it, it's okay, you know, like. It's a, it's okay if the big conference you wanted to plan just because you wanted to plan a conference. It's okay if that doesn't happen right now because you were the only one that wanted to do it. You know, like, right, <laughs> like right, it yeah. was your ambitious goal. It wasn't like somebody else's, you know, throwing it over to you. And so, um, you know, just like guesting on other things and being able to position myself as an expert without the heavy lift of the production side on my own space. Yeah. Like I just had like a, this really interesting feature called the Sunday share where like it's a newer website where they want to get to know people beyond their business. And so it was like this really long questionnaire that like I probably would not have allocated the time to fill out because I would be in my own little hamster wheel of, of candidates. And it ended up turning out really well and like got all of this like social traction and, and all of this stuff where I'm like, oh, wait, something is saying I didn't, that wasn't hard. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's interesting listening to you. My sense is that what's happened is that you are becoming more sort of present and also more accepting of limitations that are not like they're not limitations that are anything wrong with you. They're just, you know, human limitations. And it, it seems like you're more comfortable with that now. Oh yeah. Like I definitely, um, I'm okay with being okay. And that's the only way I can describe it is like, love that. you know, there are good days, there are bad days. There was a lot of emotionality wrapped around this, my own mortality. Yeah, I bet. I bet. 
and that it could have been a lot worse. Uh, sorry, I'm not going to start. It's okay. <laughs> Crying is allowed on this podcast. Thank you. But yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, how I have to work differently, that I have to prioritize my health. Because um, if I'm not healthy, none of this goes. Um, and my big vision won't come to to life if I am not healthy, you know? And I think that uh, it, it definitely, uh, you know, having a v- very vulnerable conversations with my family, my friends, just saying like, hey, like, I missed a friend's wedding. I was too sick to go. <laughs> and, and being okay with that. Like, I've had to just be like, all right, this is temporary. Mm-hmm. Six months from now, I'll probably be healthier than I've ever been. Which the the funny thing that my doctor keeps saying to me is, other than these pesky blood clots, you are like in amazing health. And I'm like, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm not sure how to take that. Well, yeah. What do you think happens after? So when you, you know, and I, again, I touched on this a little bit earlier, but I am curious sort of specifically what changes for you, even when you are feeling, you know, when this is cleared and like, what, what lessons do you want to take with you, I guess? Oh my goodness. Okay. So this is going to sound real messed up, but (laughs) I don't care. (laughs) I don't care. Well, like there are, um, being mindful of your circle, right? Like who's in your immediate circle, because there are people, there are people that if you're a giver, there are people that will only take. And there comes a point when you're a giver that you have nothing left to give, right? And so understanding who can shift and support regardless of where you are. So I think that my, my circle's gotten a little tighter and smaller. So that's one big lesson there. The other lesson I think um, is focusing on being impactful versus being busy. So impactful versus busy, or what is it? Um, well, my friend had it like cross out the word busy and put in wealthy and productive. You know, I like, like and so there's that uh, work. The whole you know working smarter, not harder thing. And then the other part, this is this is where I get into my like understanding that in certain spaces I want to be treated like the talent and the expert. And with that, there. I want to come into a space and not have to move the chairs around and set up the snacks. And, you know, like I want to come in and I want to do the shiny keto stuff that I'm really good at, that I'm paid to do and, and, and roll out. Or I don't, I don't like, I want to step into spaces for my professional expertise mm-hmm. and uh, versus stepping into a space and doing all of the busy work and being the expert. Right. Well, it's almost, in, it's, it's very much in line with your, you know, your sort of second lesson, the, you know, working smarter, not harder, because what you're, what you're saying really is, is using the skills that you are best at, right. Rather than doing all this other stuff that isn't necessarily the best use of your time that other people could do potentially better than you. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm getting, um, just getting a better handle on uh, how to delegate. Uh, who to delegate to, 
one thing that like I would get myself all wound up about social media all wound up like oh my god <laughs> I didn't post on Instagram today and you know like I would sit down for hours on Sunday and like program all these things I thought were so fucking thoughtful totally <laughs> oh my gosh yes oh yeah oh yeah and I like and, and I would watch my numbers like not move um, <laughs> and then like I totally am just kind of like well, you know, I haven't gotten a single client referral for my social media. Like when being, I took two weeks of medical leave where I was like literally on my ass. And, um, you know, from the pinnacle of my bed, I <laughs> like did this like analysis of my business. Like, okay, where does, where's the money come from? And the money didn't come from Instagram. The money didn't come from Twitter. And the money didn't come from Facebook. And this is all stuff that would get myself so wound up about. Yes. <laughs> We're like, it's throwback Thursday. Oh my God, I didn't post. <laughs> Uh, you know, I didn't post anything for Motivation Monday. People are gonna, well, people are gonna think I'm coming undone. And like, again, I totally released that. Like, okay, well, you know, I post when I post. You know, I story tell when I can. Um, I'm hoping that in the next few weeks, possibly like a month or so, that I kind of bring on somebody to manage that. You know, when you're trying to step into the next phase of things, they ask, you know, what's your footprint, all that stuff. So like, it's a necessary evil, but. Um, I said to one of my friends, we're kind of in this millionaire mastermind. So we're working in this group together to, to wealth build. And I was telling her, I was like, yeah, you know, I've kind of taken my foot off the gas when it comes to social media. It's not really, you know, I, I'm, I'm deprioritizing it. And she was like, I can't tell. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. Isn't it? I love that. I love that like, you did that. And I totally got myself all wound up about it. Like all wound up, like I should have 10,000 followers at this point. And, you know, no, no. I love that it. Takes I love it. Too. <laughs> well, and it's interesting as you're talking about, so, you know, you've got coaching clients that you work with, and then you've got the women who go to F-Bomb Breakfast Club, and then you've got Mastermind, all of these other women that you influence in some way, right? As we all do. Do you think that successful women and women leaders have a responsibility to other women and girls, you know, if those, if girls are in their life to be a self-care role model in some way? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that um, that was my biggest lesson in the last few months is that, you know, I didn't feel well for days before I did something about it, right? And I actually didn't do something about it. It was my little sister going, mm, you look terrible before we actually looked into what was going on. And had she not stepped in, like how far would I have let it go before I actually did something about it, right? Because mm-hmm. I knew something was wrong. You know, I just didn't take the time to, to look into it. And so I think that you can't play with your health. You can't gamble with it. You know, if you don't feel good, go see the doctor. If you need a nap, take a nap. You know, if you, if you're not eating right, eat better, (laughs) you know, like I'm, I'm working on um, not being a jerk to my future self. Mm, And so like, if I'm tired, I go to bed, you know, like it doesn't matter if the project is done or not because I'm not doing my best work when I'm tired. So it's, you know, it's, it's going to be reflective in the quality of the work if I'm tired, you know, if like I have to get a cleaning lady because it looks like, you know, spies broke into my apartment and they were looking for the microfiche. (laughs) 
And that's the microfiche. I love that. That's a good technology. Right. Like they toss the whole apartment looking for this secret note. And, uh, and so like, but I'm also okay with that, you know, like a lot of household cleansers irritate my lungs. And so me, you know, scrubbing down my bathroom means that I can't breathe well for two days. Right. And so like, okay, we got to get a cleaning lady. It's there. It's not a, a luxury. This is a necessity if I don't want to live in squalor. Yeah. Right. By the way, <laughs> I can recommend a ton of actually very effective natural house cleaners. Cause I am obsessed. Cause I, I hate the smell of chemical cleaners, you know, too. And obviously you've got a health reason to avoid them. So anyway, if you want that, you let me know. I do. I I'll will try them all. That. I will receive that. <laughs> yeah. So like, but, but that's that whole, like, there is no shame in, I think as type A high performers, we get so caught up in trying to be superwoman and uh, no one is asking me to be superwoman. You know, I don't have to do it all. I don't have to be the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker. You know, like I can focus on the things that I do really, really well, do that really, really well and get the support I need for the things that I, I either don't care to do or don't want to do. So yeah. And I, and I think that that's a lesson that I will share with anyone that like, I'm in this space where like, I don't have a family, like I don't have small children, but I have this multidimensional life that's very demanding. I couldn't imagine having a family on top of this too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. Where like, I, you know, I ate peanut butter out the jar over the kitchen sink the other day. I couldn't imagine like feeding like young people. <laughs> <laughs> Like I did my best to adult and I dropped the ball. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. We all do sometimes. But um, yeah, like you have to be okay with, um, you're not going to be perfect every day. Like I am delightfully human. I'm delightfully human and I'm okay in my humanity. Some days I get it right. And, you know, there's been a couple of days, I feel like a couple of days in a row here where I've got it completely wrong. <laughs> Well, and I love that you're sharing that because I think that, you know, it's it's interesting. One of the most consistent things that I hear from listeners of this podcast is that these conversations help them understand that they're not the only one is the the phrase that I hear, you know, and, and I think that what you're sharing not only communicates that, but also back to the role model piece, you know, you're growing into that role model and you are a leader and it's really important for people to see that you know, even you, right? Like who maybe appears to be superhuman is aware of the fact that, you know, at the end of the day, we're all human. Well, yeah. Like, um, I think my favorite phrase right now is I'm time protecting. Like, Hey guys, I got a time protect on this one. Or, um, of course I got a burp in the middle of the podcast. Excuse oh, me. it's all good. We can take that out. Excuse, excuse me, guys. Uh, <laughs> we can, we can take, Dave, can you take that out, please? Yeah. Delightfully human. Delightfully human. <laughs> Right in the middle there. So that happened. Uh, yeah. You can actually leave that in. So I was going to say, no, actually, let's leave that in. I kind of <laughs> like it. Yeah, right Dave middle. is my editor for, for anyone Hi, Dave. who. Yeah. Hi, Dave. <laughs> that was, it was a bassy belch too. It wasn't like a dainty, like cute one either. Um. <laughs> the best kind. Uh, I don't even, what were we talking about? Well, just, you know, just sort of, you know, wrapping up that point that, everyone is human and that we, this perfectionism thing is, is part of what causes, I think, um, women and men, you know, all of us to 
downgrade our self-care on our, on our to-do list. And then something happens and, you know, it always, something always happens, right? I mean, your, your situation was very extreme and, and to a large degree it was, I mean, it, let's be honest, it was probably out of your control. And it also highlighted areas where you could, as you said, not be a jerk to your future self, which I love. That's like my new favorite phrase. Get into it. Like, <laughs> you know, I think that um, I'm very system oriented. Like I'm a robot in a lot of ways. And this has shown me that like, yes, systems to an extent work when you are 100% healthy, when, you're, when, you, when that piece of your life is in control or under some type of control. You know, there are, yeah, I'll have the best intentions. And then nine o'clock, I, I got to lay down, you know, <laughs> like 9 p.m. I had the best intentions of finishing this. But, you know, I, I set my benchmarks are different now and my processes are different. Like self-care is important. Uh, there was when we had the heat wave in Seattle, everyone panicked, including myself. I didn't do I'm very heat sensitive right now. And I think that that has a lot to do with like the blood thinners that I'm on. And like, I felt so terrible that I had to stop what I was doing and go to my doctor. Well, like, this is not normal. I don't know if this is just, you know, heat related or if we need to adjust something. And it was like, you know, cancel all the appointments. I've got to go to the doctor. It's just that simple. And being okay with that and not, you know, not caring if, I shouldn't say not caring, but not putting so much weight on myself about other people's expectation of me. Like, yes, you may have expected to have FaceTime with me, but I'm telling you, I'm having trouble breathing. Yes. Trump's FaceTime for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I hate to do this, Kita, but I want to be conscious of your time. And we're, I, I, as we're kind of wrapping up, I would love for you to share, you know, what's, what you're excited about. What's next for you? Oh, what's next? Um, Well, I am focused on some fairly big projects coming up with corporate clients. So I've been doing some corporate workshops around goal setting. I think that in a corporate space, we do these reviews. We tell people what they should do and not necessarily how to do it. (laughs) So getting into that. So that's that's growing. More one-on-one clients. I'm hoping, I really, depending on how strong I feel in the next few weeks, I want to launch ActionCon which is a conference around action. Um, I've gone to so many different panels and so many different workshops and so many different things where like you get all jazzy pants once you're there and then you go out and by Wednesday of the following week, you're back to business as usual. So I want to expound on the the 90 day sprint that I do with my one-on-one clients and do that with a group. And just kind of like we're committing to working with each other as a group for the next 90 days to create a ripple effect in either our businesses or our personal development. So working on the nuts and bolts of that, I had this really ambitious goal of launching it in September. Um, I think that it'll be a little later out in the fall just because, you know, I haven't felt up to uh, looking for sponsors and, and all of that stuff just yet. But that is, that's something that if I can get that launched in 2018, I'd be really proud of that. That's exciting. So where can people learn more about you? You can find me at successbully.com. I'm on brand across the social media platforms. So on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all at Successfully. Um, Yeah, and my podcast is on iTunes. There's 65 episodes, so plenty of stuff for you to get caught up on. (laughs) 
good. Well, I work out my production schedule in the future. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. Thank you so much for taking the time, Kita. This was really great. And I I know that it really helped a lot of people for a number of different reasons. So um, I appreciate your sharing your story. Thank you for having me and everyone listening. Prioritize your health. Take it seriously. Uh, Your health is wealth. Amen. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. That's it for this week's episode of Women on the Rise. Visit lauridolch.com slash podcast for show notes and resources mentioned in this episode. You can download other episodes of this podcast and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and Spotify. If you liked what you heard, please rate and review the podcast. It's a huge help to the show and I truly appreciate it. This episode was produced by me with editing help from Dave Nelson at Lens Group Media. Tune in every week for new interviews that give you the practical tools you need to recapture your momentum, mind, body, and soul. Oh,